This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay and had a good weekend. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Monday, March the 21st. And there's more today from the fallout of P&O's decision to sack their 800 employees. If you missed the podcast at the end of last week, Just to update you, this all happened on Thursday with an announcement coming completely out of the blue. A pre-recorded video statement was sent out to workers. Well, today, Labour are forcing an emergency vote in Parliament and they want the government to outlaw the company's decision. The RMT unions also accusing the firm of paying replacement staff well below the minimum wage. In fact, it's understood to be around as little as £1.80 an hour. Well, today, let's hear first from the union's general secretary. Secretary Mick Lynch, who's urging ministers to intervene. Well, we need a very strong intervention from uh, the government. They seem to be sitting on their hands at the minute and waiting for developments. That's not good enough because it's not going to save the jobs of our people and it's not going to maintain the rule of law in terms of industrial relations in this country. This company, P&O, is flagrantly and aggressively breaching a multitude of laws and they're bringing on a crew, uh, sets of crews on these ships who are not trained and who are not safe to run them. The the, the crews at uh, Dover have never seen those vessels before, and that's the same in, in Cairn Ryan, in, in Belfast, and in Hull. So we can't have this. Uh, we can't have a government that knows the law is going to be broken. They found out on Wednesday evening, and they wrote circulars around their department, preparing their officials for this, and did nothing to support our people, and did nothing to uphold the laws which they're responsible for. So we're, uh, we've got a debate tomorrow afternoon in the House of Commons, We'll be there outside protesting and we're calling on politicians of every stripe and right across the UK from Northern Ireland in Scotland and all over the the English ports, we're getting support from politicians of every kind. Now, those politicians have got to intervene to uphold the rule of law uh, in the employment terms and support our people. They've told us that they will uh, put British jobs for British workers as a priority and they've got to show that they're going to do that in the next couple of days. P&O insists it's always acted within industry practices. Meantime, passenger and freight services between Dover and Calais are still suspended. The MP for Dover says she's fighting hard for the job's decision to be reversed. Natalie Alphick is calling on the government to hold the company to account and provide employment support for those who lost their jobs. She's also accused people who heckled her during a protest on Friday of being hard-left militants who bullied and abused her, but insisted she won't be intimidated. Next today, we can hear from Labour's Jonathan Ashworth, who is the Shadow Work and Pensions Secretary. As I understand it, the government knew this was going to happen and didn't tell anyone. I mean, what are they playing at? By the way, I've got nothing but tribute for the RMT union and Carl Turner, he's one of the local MPs, and actually Louise Haig, my colleague, the Shadow Transport Secretary, who's been, they have all been superb in fighting for these workers. But these practices should be outlawed. And the government, the business secretary, should be looking into the the legalities of it. He should be, if they believe it is illegal, looking at criminal proceedings against the the bosses of this firm. Mm -hmm. And and it's no good Tory MPs wringing their hands saying it's all terrible. Many of them voted against the legislation which a Labour MP brought forward Mm -hmm. to ban these 
fire and rehire practices, and they should vote with us today in the House of Commons to ban these fire and rehire type practices. Well, a protest is due to be taking place outside Parliament this afternoon as talks take place inside. You can head to Kent Online and listen to bulletins on our sister radio station, KMFM, for the very latest regarding this story throughout the afternoon. Kent Online News. Other news today, and a man's been charged with attempted murder following a stabbing in Margate. The victim was treated in a London hospital after being attacked in Dolby Square in Cliftonville last month. A 49-year-old is due in court, while four other people who were arrested at the time have been released without charge. A convicted murderer has been recalled to prison after bludgeoning someone during a road rage row. David Southall was released back in 2003 after killing a woman in the 80s. But the 56-year-old attacked a man before mowing him down on the M20 near Folkestone. He'll now only be released from prison once the parole board deem him safe. There's been a rise in the number of people in hospital with coronavirus in Kent as infection rates continue to go up. But health bosses say many of the 305 patients are asymptomatic and being treated for something other than COVID. Another booster jab is now available for the most vulnerable people in England. Over 75s and those who are immunosuppressed are getting invitations to book a fourth vaccine. Now, if you've got a car, I'm sure you're very aware just how much it's costing at the moment to fill it with fuel. Well, for a Whitstable fisherman, it seems taking his boat to a petrol station was even cheaper than using his normal red diesel. Chris Attenborough says filling up with the normal fuel he uses in the harbour is now 70p a litre more expensive. He's warning it could push up the cost of fish and seafood if boats can't afford to go out. And he took rather drastic action to prove his point. I've had to get a crane crane out of the water. Uh, but it's taken two days overall to, to cut the mast down, organise a lorry to come down and pick the boat up, to fill the boat up with diesel uh, to make a, 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 a major saving. About three weeks ago we was paying about 85 pence a litre, 80 to 85 pence a litre. Now, now in the last, well, it went up within a week or sometime in the last three weeks, uh, and we're in quotes now of one pound. 20, £1.30 to even £1.60 at times um, a litre, you know, when you work out uh, how much we can get white diesel for from the pump, works out about 89 pence a litre, I don't understand where the disparity is other than the oil companies are making an absolute fortune out of us. Mm. It'll, put most, it'll put most of us out of business, we're not going to be able to weather the storm, you know, it's, uh, because we need fuel to go to sea. I don't, you know, I don't see, we, we, there's only so much fish we can catch in a day. I don't see how we're going to make it pay. You can see a picture of Chris and his boat within the story at Kent Online. Fuel prices have hit record highs again today. Data firm Experian Catalyst says the average cost of petrol is more than £1.67 a litre and diesel's £1.79. Wholesale costs have started to fall dramatically, but savings don't appear to be reaching customers. Well, the Chancellor will be making his spring statement on Wednesday. And you can let us know what you think should be done to tackle the price of fuel by commenting via our socials. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group.
with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. Sticking with that cost of living theme and as it continues, we've been looking at how much council tax you're all going to be paying across Kent. Bills will be increasing in April to cover the cost of local services and things like policing. Well, Dartford is the only authority in the county who've frozen their bill for the second year in a row, actually. And if you live there, you'll be paying £181 a month. The highest bills are for those living in Maidstone, where you have to fork out £276.00. 30 a month following a rise of £5.31. Lowest bills are in Medway. You can see a full breakdown of costs for where you live at Kent Online. Firefighters have been called to a business in Dartford after about 30 tonnes of rubbish caught alight. The blaze broke out on Rochester Way yesterday morning. Crews used a dam and water relay system to tackle the flames. We're told no one was hurt. To Tunbridge Wells now, where a cafe has opened to help victims of domestic abuse. Serenity Cafe is based in a secret location and will offer a safe space where survivors can meet and socialise with each other. They're also offering job coaching and financial advice. We've been speaking to Rebecca Swain, who's the manager there. Look ahead, identified that after the pandemic, a lot of survivors of domestic abuse or people experiencing that might have been isolated at home. Um, so we felt that there was a need for a social social and safe space where people can come and meet. And um, we, we're looking at um, healing in a holistic way where we're providing workshops around mindfulness um, and just have somewhere where we can all sort of support each other. Our reporter, Temi, went along to the cafe and also spoke to a woman who survived an abusive relationship. She wanted to remain anonymous, but she did tell us about her experience. Being a survivor myself and realising the importance of the cafe and how you know, much of a difference that can make to women in you know, their experience of domestic abuse, it's quite an isolating time. So to be able to bring people together and for them to support their peers, learn about their, their selves and recovery and options around managing mental health and trauma, it's, it's really important. I've pretty much touched upon every aspect of domestic abuse that there is. The, the relationship was over 10 years, so when one tactic didn't work or you know he didn't get the desired effect from that, he would move to another tactic. So I pretty much experienced every form. You know, a roller coaster of, of emotions from shame, guilt, embarrassment to anger and frustration to confusion to, you know, trying to work out who I was. I lost myself in the process. So, yeah, I, yeah, a lot of emotions involved. I actually went to a playgroup with my son and I started to recognise that the women around me were not looking how I looked, feeling how I looked. They were really kind of, you know, happy and being really attentive mothers and I felt myself being quite distant. I just noticed the difference in myself. Um, I wasn't aware of services and agencies that could help me. I just literally felt it was police or nothing. Um, and he advised me of a, of a drop-in clinic that I could go to. And that's what I did the following week is I popped into his clinic, got some advice. I had a risk assessment done. I knew what was happening to me wasn't right. But until she did that risk assessment, I realised how bad things actually were. I am actually an independent domestic violence advocate. So what we do is, like I say, we are independent. So we work with supporting women with risk assessment, safety planning, um, safety measures, support through court, support reporting to police, support through the legal system, family court. We're pretty much here for everybody. And, you know, if we aren't able to directly support, we will find an agency that will. Now, to attend the cafe, this is the number to call. It's 0333 010 4600. That's 0333 010 
010460 or you can go to lookahead.org.uk. Kent Online reports. A special service has been held at Westminster Abbey in memory of Dame Vera Lynn. The wartime entertainer died in June 2020 at the age of 103. One of her most famous songs was The White Cliffs of Dover and part of the landmark has been renamed after her. A poem written by a Folkestone man who used to be the mayor of Ashford was read out during today's service. A Maidstone Jewellers is set to close after almost 100 years. FJ Burger was established in 1924, selling rings, necklaces and watches to people in the town. Its owner, Alan Cumming, turns 78 in April and has decided it's time to take a rest. The store will shut on the 14th. An old arcade in Herne Bay could be demolished to stop it being targeted by vandals and flytippers. The old Neptune's amusements in Central Parade is said to have suffered break-ins on a monthly basis over the last two years. The owner of the site now wants to completely flatten the arcade instead. And George Ezra has made it six weeks at number one on the Kent Top 40 on our sister radio station KMFM with Anyone For You. And there was no change in the top three this week, so Beg For You by Charlie XCX is still at number two, followed by Where Did You Go by Jax Jones and M&EK. Kent Online Sport. Football and it was a massive point for Gillingham at the weekend, which saw them climb out of the relegation zone. They held promotion chasing Sheffield Wednesday to a nil-nil draw in League One at Priestfield. It means they're now one place above the drop zone after being 10 points from safety just a matter of weeks ago. Well, manager Neil Harris spoke to us after the final whistle. Oh, it's a strong performance, wasn't it? Was we better against Wimbledon? Possibly. Uh, was we better at Lincoln? Possibly. But you're then taking no disrespect to those clubs, taking the level of opposition. And just, just look at Sheffield Wednesday's bench today. I think I said to you guys on on, on Thursday that um, we were playing the, the Man City of League One. Just look at the strength and depth they've got on the players that didn't even make their squad. You know, the performance from the players was heroic. Um, a lot of quality in it as well. Um, what was missing? The goal. Clean sheet mentality. Was there a winning mentality? Yes, that I asked for my players. There was. We just couldn't get the ball over the line. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a performance that builds confidence and belief again. Um, and you know, to be outside that bottom four is a huge effort from the players. We've not achieved any, anything yet, but it's just another step in the right direction. Um, obviously, you know, AFC have got a game in hand on us, um, you know, so it can change quickly. But all, all we can do is take care of our business. And a point here today is a strong and a strong performance. I, I couldn't have asked any more of the players. Um, I thought we controlled the game for the, only for the first 70 minutes again when Sheffield Wednesday had the ball and played around the back. We, we didn't have an issue. We didn't have an issue. Um, you know, we should have been in front at half time. And then when they made their subs and they could bring on Mendes Lang, Berahino, Harley Dean, they sort of, they took control, I think, for 10 minutes. Um, they moved the ball quickly and got into good areas. One chance, Lee Gregory's chance. Jack does great to clear off the line. Other than that, McKeep's not made the same. You have to take pride in, in that performance. And, and I thought the crowd was excellent. Um, um, you know, there was that little spell where we had a bit of nervousness, I think. That's probably because of results elsewhere. Um, but the, the, the fans got behind us and, you know, that's what I wanted at the football club. That's why we're desperate to be in this league next year. We want to be welcoming teams of the, the stature of Sheffield Wednesday. Um, and we've got to fight two for now for it. But we can only do that if the fans are with us 90 minutes. Um, and since I've been here, they've been, they've been tremendous. Um, so I, I praise the football club, I praise the fans, I praise my players today. Um, and my staff, I don't leave staff out of it. It's a point, but it's a point you know, in the right direction again. 
The Jills travel to Accrington Stanley this coming weekend. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site. To do it, just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.